Hey everybody, welcome back to the Barely Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Andrew, and I'm bringing you a little fun episode today. We are going to be talking about uh, overrated and underrated players heading into the 2021 season. But first, we're going to play a quick game of Start Trade Drop. Let's do it. So, uh, three Start Trade Drops today. Just three. Nice and simple. Uh, I did not... I, all I did was look at these names, and that is it. I've not done any any crazy in-depth analysis yet. It's going to be my instant reactions, my gut reactions to these players. All right, let's get into it. Start, trade, drop. We have Jalen Hurts, Joe Burrow, or Trevor Lawrence. Now, Jalen Hurts, he's being a little bit overvalued i would say uh he's currently quarterback nine in most draft rankings just below herbert and just above tom brady i guess people are ranking him because of his upside however we we've seen a we've had a very limited showing for jalen hurts he's had i would say one really good game two okay games and then a not so great game at all to end the season. So yeah, it it's it's a weird situation for Hertz because I do believe that he's gonna be a good quarterback, but his value is just too high. It's kind of crazy. Um Joe Burrow obviously got injured week eleven. Prior to that, he was ridiculous. He was super good. I think he was second in passing attempts. Yep, second in passing attempts, ninth in passing yards. Uh, Yeah, he was super efficient. And he actually could run the ball a little bit. We saw him run for, what, three TDs, 150 yards almost. So it's not bad. Uh, We obviously know he added a big weapon in Jamar Chase, which is huge for Joe Burrow uh, because he created that chemistry with T. Higgins last year, and now he's bringing in his wide receiver that he's had for multiple years at LSU in Jamar Chase. Uh, And then you still have Tyler Boyd in there as well for that wide receiver three. So very nice there. The downside, offensive line. I would have selected Panay Sewell. That's what I would have done if I were the Bengals. Uh, But they didn't, so the only worry is the offensive line. And then you got Trevor Lawrence to the Jacksonville Jaguars. The number one overall pick. Yeah, he's going to be good. He's going to be really good, and he's got a ton of weapons. DJ Chark, LaVisca Chenault, Marvin Jones, Trevs Etienne, James Robinson, all of those guys are going to catch the ball, not to mention they're on a team with an absolutely terrible defense, which usually leads to a high fantasy performance from the quarterbacks. Uh, he's got huge upside. He's got tremendous upside. The only downside is that we we don't know. We haven't seen what he can do yet. We haven't seen how he performs uh, in the NFL. So start, trade, drop. I'm going to be starting Joe Burrow because I've seen what he can do, and he was projected to be a top 15 quarterback. I think that uh, if he didn't get injured, I think that he could have finished uh, top 12 for sure. I'm going to be trading Jalen Hurts just because the upside is really good and he's valued super high right now. 
and then I am going to be I'm going to be dropping Trevor Lawrence just because I love the offense, but I've I just need to see it first. It scares me. I it yeah it just it scares me. I don't know if it's Urban Meyer or or what, but I I don't know how his how he's going to translate to the NFL because he could be really good, but he can also end up being, uh, I don't know, like Sam Darnold, which is okay, or he could be a Josh Rosen, which is absolutely terrible. So I don't think that's going to happen. I think he's got a bright future. Uh, I'm just going to wait to pick him until I see what that future is. Next up, we have some running backs. We have Najee Harris. J.K. Dobbins and David Montgomery start trade drop. All of these running backs are going after one another. Uh, it, it goes Najee Harris 15, Dobbins 16, and David Montgomery 17 in most rankings. So they're very close to one another. Um, yeah, uh, if, if you listen to, I think, last episode, Bryant and I talked about some players that we were very excited for. And uh, yeah, Dobbins is, is that guy. I'm super excited for Dobbins this year. He had, he, he was the touchdown King in Baltimore. I, I know that Lamar Jackson is the, the RB one. He is the RB one, but Dobbins is, is going to be great this season. I think Dobbins is a top 10 RB. Uh, I, I like him better than, than Akers. I might play some higher than Antonio Gibson this season. That's a close one. It's a very close, but that's where I have him ranked. I think the only second year running back that I like better than Dobbins is uh, Jonathan Taylor, but that's kind of a, that's a whole different tier. So um, yeah, uh, Dobbins had, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven touchdowns in the last six games to end the season. He's had multiple 100-plus rushing yards, and that was with a split between Gus Edwards and Mark Ingram. You got Mark Ingram gone. You got Dobbins taking another leap forward. It's a run-first team. We know it. He's going to break 1,000 rushing yards. He is the start for me. I will be trading David Montgomery. Ooh. I'm trading David Montgomery. He had one of the best and finish it to a season out of, I guess, any running back in the last five to 10 years. Uh, uh, he was, I think, running back seven. Yep. He was running back seven consistently to end the, to end the season. But before that, he only finished top 12 one time in the first nine games of the season. That's a little concerning. I know the Bears did improve their O-line. And Justin Fields potentially starting could could change up the offense a little bit. However, David Montgomery, I'm slowly fading on him. Tariq Cohen is going to be back. They signed Damian Williams, and they also drafted Khalil Herbert as a rookie. That mixed with a much tougher schedule. Uh, this season, I am fading on David Montgomery a little bit. To put things into perspective, he, the last couple games, the last six games of the season, where he just went insane. Uh, played it was Green Bay, it was Detroit, it was Houston, Minnesota, Jacksonville, Green Bay. 
those are all lower tier rushing defenses. And that's why he tore it up. I mean, the man had uh, in some of these, half of these games had over 20 carries. It was crazy. However, I don't see that being a consistent thing. I see David Montgomery more as a, as a lower end RB one type of player. I think most of the time he's going to perform RB two numbers. So that is why I'm going to be trading him and I am going to be dropping Najee Harris. Now this is not because I don't like Najee Harris. This man is a beast and I think, Ooh, it's, it's close. I'm torn between Harris and Etienne on who's going to have the better rookie season, but theoretically it should be Najee Harris. The Steelers picked him up to be the workhorse back and he should he should be really good. I mean, he's a massive guy, 6'2", 230. He's really good receiver. I think his his hands are kind of being overlooked just because Travis Etienne was also in the mix. Um, put things into perspective, 43 catches, 425 yards, and four TDs. Uh, yeah, that, that's that's pretty good. I'll take that as a, as a rookie. Unfortunately, he is on the Steelers, who have one of the worst offensive lines in the NFL at the moment. They lost two big guys, one due to retirement, and one went to the Baltimore Ravens. That's that's tough. That's tough. I'm a Minnesota Vikings fan. I know how sucky it is to have terrible O-line, and that affects your running backs. So if if you put Najee Harris on, let's say, the the Colts, I would I could probably make a bold prediction and say Najee Harris would be a top-ten running back. But you put him on a team that doesn't have a good offensive line. That scares me a little bit. That it doesn't scare me a little bit. That scares me a lot of it. So I'm I'm fading away from Najee Harris. I think he's being drafted way too high for the performance he's going to give. Um, like I said, he's being drafted around Dobbins, around Montgomery, around DeAndre Swift, above Chris Carson, above Clyde. I don't value him that high. I like him. I think he's got a good future in the NFL. But in terms of fantasy production between Dobbins and David Montgomery, I think Najee Harris is going to have the least. All right, moving on to the final start trade drop. Heading into wide receivers. This might be the toughest one yet. We have DJ Moore for the Carolina Panthers. Robert Woods for the Los Angeles Rams and Amari Cooper for the Dallas Cowboys. Let's start out with DJ Moore. He's really good. He's really good. He's the clear cut wide receiver one. He's on a team who I I would say is trending upward. They brought in Sam Darnold, which theoretically should be better. But that's, I guess that's the biggest issue I have. Theoretically, he should be better. I like Darnold. I think he has the potential to take a big step forward, but I don't know how much those three years under Adam Gase has cursed him. So, yeah, it's it's more had DJ Moore had some issues with drops. He had eight drops last uh, season, and his touchdowns aren't that high. His four last uh, last season, and I know that's under Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy B is not the the deep pass quarterback that that really benefits dj Moore, but sam darnold really isn't that guy either so 
yeah, if if you bring in like a just like a gunslinger, I mean, put in Matthew Stafford, put in Ryan Fitzpatrick and DJ Moore's value go just skyrockets. But because of Sam Darnold on the team, because of McCaffrey coming back from injury, that's why I have DJ Moore as the drop for this list. Let's move on to Robert Woods. He is the trade. He is the trade guy. Uh, super high in value, finished 13th last season. Uh, had eight total TDs, two rushing, which is pretty uh, pretty good value for, for wide receivers. I like kind of that dual threat in any position. Um, yeah, I mean, what, what more can you say? He, he's being upgraded, I would say, with Matthew Stafford over Jared Goff. Uh, he adds the value as a rusher. I guess the only thing you need to worry about is Cooper Cup. What is going to be the the target shares between Cup and Robert Woods? Uh, to put things into perspective, Robert Woods last season targeted 129 times, Cooper Cup 124. Cooper Cup had more yards, less TDs. So there is some competition there for that wide receiver one. I do believe Woods can win it. And I think he's coming off of one of his best seasons yet, even though he's he's continuously finished as a top 15 wide receiver. I think the last three seasons, he's, his worst finish was 14th. So he's a very, very consistent guy that has a lot more value than I think people know. I think he's really underappreciated. Uh, but I do like this next guy a little bit better. I do like Amari Cooper, who finished 15th last season, so two spots behind Robert Woods. But we all know that's because of Dak's injury that held Amari Cooper back. Uh, yeah, it, he is... Amari Cooper is one of my favorite receivers in fantasy history. He is that boomer bust player. He's, back when he was playing for the Raiders, when they were Oakland Raiders, he would have these games where it would be 40 points and then the next week, two. Like, it, it's just ripping your hair out, just screaming at the TV. Oh, but then those weeks when he scored 40. Oh, God, it was great. So what I wanted to see out of Amari Cooper is switching teams, going and, and finding a more consistent, um, I guess, just a, a quarterback that, We'll throw him the ball more and just just be more consistent, and that's what he's done with the Dallas Cowboys. It is amazing, and I love it. So Amari Cooper, man, he he was on pace to be a top ten wide receiver. He was almost on pace to be a top five wide receiver last year within the first five weeks of the season. Uh, that is obviously when Dak Prescott was the quarterback. Uh, he was the let's see seventh best. Seventh best wide receiver uh, through weeks one through five. And then it kind of went downhill because they went through about three other quarterbacks. But with Dak Prescott back, I, I Amari Cooper is going to be amazing. This is this is the team where I, I almost want every bit of this offense for the Dallas Cowboys. I think CeeDee Lamb is going to be amazing as well. I think Michael Gallup is going to have some value. I think Zeke is going to be solid. Dak Prescott is a top three quarterback in my opinion, this season. The worry about Amari Cooper is, uh, you know, how, how many targets is he going to get, right? There is a lot of malice to feed on this Dallas team. Is it going to be Amari Cooper? Is CeeDee Lamb going to be the number one? 
I think there's a world where Cooper and Lamb both finish top 10. Cooper is still the wide receiver one, and he's still going to be he's still going to have the most yards and I would say maybe the most touchdowns this season. And I, I love it. I love this offense. They have one of the worst defenses in the NFL, which always leads to high scoring offenses. So especially with Dak throwing the football, it is amazing. So all in on Mark Cooper, he is the uh, start. All right, we're going to move on to the overrated and underrated players. Let's start a little sad. Let's start with the under or the overrated players. Odell Beckham Jr. I if you've listened to the podcast for a long time, you know I'm not a fan of Odell. And Bryant loves him. So now's my chance to bash on him without Bryant defending uh Odell. He finished uh, uh actually he's ranked this year as the wide receiver 26. His ADP is 604, so that means the fourth pick in the sixth round. I think he's being super overrated here. I I don't understand. Here's some wide receivers that are being picked in that 604 position all around him. So it's Brandon Ayuk, Chase Claypool, T. Higgins, Cortland Sutton, Tyler Lockett. Yes, that's Tyler Lockett, the receiver who finished like ninth last year. Is it ninth? He finished eighth last year. And Odell Beckham is being drafted the same time as Lockett. That is crazy to me. Last five years, Odell Beckham's best finish was wide receiver 16, and that was back when he was on the Giants. That was his last year on the Giants. He's never had a top 20 finish on the Cleveland Browns. To me, he's just like Baker Mayfield. Great player, really talented, but they just don't produce fantasy numbers. They're not fantasy relevant. This is a Browns team that's going to run the ball, and they're going to run the ball a lot. Odell Beckham is not going to get enough targets. He's not going to get enough catches. He's not going to get enough yards to be a a player where you're going to be happy with picking him in the sixth round. Odell Beckham, if you pick him in the ninth, if you pick him in the tenth, I'm I'm just going to say, okay, fair enough. But the fact that he's going in the sixth is ridiculous. Next player, Lamar Jackson. Ooh, might have some hot takes here. Lamar Jackson, I think he's being uh, overvalued. I think he's overrated. He is the quarterback four as of right now. The quarterback four just behind Pat Mahomes, Josh Allen, and Kyler Murray. Now, last season, Lamar Jackson finished as the quarterback nine. Actually, excuse me, quarterback ten. He almost he he did just a little bit better than Kirk Cousins. Let that sink in. Let that sink in. He did just a little bit better than Cousins, and he he did a lot worse than Ryan Tannehill. I I don't know if if you want to blame this on if you count this year as a fluke or the 2019 season as a fluke. To me, when I see the 2019 season. That is the that is his upside, that is his ceiling, but I don't see him performing like that again. I see him staying around the level that he's at, still a value, uh, a valuable quarterback, but at his ADP, which is 501, first pick in the in the fifth round, I don't like that. He's gonna be a lower top 10 quarterback, 
he is still going to get those rushing yards, but that is at the expense of the passing yards. He had 1,000 yards rushing. That is great, but he only had 2,700 yards passing, which is not so great. You know who had more passing yards than that? Almost everybody else. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater did. Cam Newton came close. Let that sink in. Uh, Carson Wentz had just about the same amount of passing yards. Uh, Drew uh, Drew Locke. Yeah, more passing yards than Lamar Jackson last year. That's not good. That's not good. Uh, I, I want to see – I need to see more passing yards, more passing TDs out of Lamar Jackson in order for me to say 501, perfect spot for him. And I don't think we're going to see that. The, this is – a run first team. Lamar Jackson is going to run it over throwing it. They're going to hand it off to Dobbins over passing it to any receivers that they have. He does have better weapons this season, but I don't think he's going to use them as much as everybody wants him to. Dak Prescott, his ADP 502. If you are, if you have the first pick in the fifth round and these two quarterbacks are available, I'm taking Dak 10 out of 10 times. No chance I'm picking Lamar Jackson over Dak Prescott. No chance. So if you're going to go quarterback, Dak Prescott should be available. Pick him so Lamar Jackson. Uh, last but not least, Cam Akers as the RB10. His ADP is the fourth pick in the second round. That's crazy. I could be wrong about Cam Akers. I've bashed on him before. It was the last episode. I bashed on him. Right? He could have a breakout season. He could be the next Todd Gurley. And I'm going to look like a fool. But I did not see enough out of him last year to be completely convinced that he is going to be the next Todd Gurley or to be a running back one. If I'm picking in the second round, I would rather go for a dependable, safe option. For example, if you want to go running backs at that point, there's Antonio Gibson, there's Austin Eckler. I, I like those picks over Cam Akers. They both have been more consistent. If you want to go receiver, there's Kelvin Ridley. There's DK Metcalf. I don't want to take a risk at the second overall pick. or the Sorry, the second round pick for your team. Cam Akers, he has the potential of being a top 10 running back. But I don't want to draft him like he's going to be a top 10 running back. Because when I draft him at the 204 and he doesn't perform like everybody thinks he's going to... I'm going to be hugely disappointed, and then I'm going to look back and say, I could have had Austin Eckler. Less of a sexy name, lower upside, but a safer, dependable option. So Akers, I like him in the third round. I like him in the fourth round, but in the second round, I'm, I'm, I'm going to pass on him. Now we're going to go into something a little bit more fun. We have the underrated players. Oh, I love this. I love this. We're going to start out with a wide receiver. I'm talking Robbie Anderson. I know Brendan's on the other side of uh, of this mic, and he is smiling right now. Robbie Anderson is a great pick on Brendan's fantasy team. He is currently ranked as the wide receiver 36, ADP of 805. That's ridiculous. Curtis Samuel left Carolina. He went to Washington, and theoretically there's a better quarterback in Carolina. Got that chemistry as well with Sam Darnold, so... They both played for the Jets. Uh, yeah, Robbie Anderson, he finished 19th last year. He finishes the wide receiver 19. That's above Terry McLaurin, above C.D. Lamb, above Deontay Johnson. 
He finished as the highest scoring receiver for the Panthers. So yes, that's above DJ Moore as well. Also, he was the target king. He finished t- he finished number eight in targets for wide receivers. He finished with 136 targets with 95 receptions. He had more targets than Tyreek Hill, than Justin Jefferson, than Tyler Lockett. I it, That was the best move that Robbie Anderson could have ever made is going to the Panthers because they figured out how to u- utilize him and just get the most out of him. I mean, this is great for Robbie Anderson. This is his upside. He could be a, he could finish top 20 again. I think there's a there's a world where he does finish top 20. And I think it's this world. I really do believe that he can be uh, a, a game changer in fantasy. He's that guy, if you're picking him in the eighth round, he's not technically not on your starting team. But I think more than likely he will be a, a week-in and week-out starter. I think you can put him in that flex position and you'll be happy for the entire season. I truly believe that. Next up, Chris Carson. He is listed as the running back 20. His ADP 402. Ooh. Here's some running backs that are taken around Chris Carson. Melvin Gordon, Raheem Mostert, Kareem Hunt. They are in a different tier than Chris Carson is. Chris Carson is way higher. Him being a running back 20 is crazy in my opinion. Now, he does have problems with injuries. Everybody knows that. He's, he's got a huge problem with injuries. But when he is healthy, he is disastrous. He is just, uh, in, in the best way, he's going to tear up the defense. So during his 11 full games last season, Chris Carson finished as the running back seven during those 11 games. He also had a career high in targets per game last season. So he is involved in the receiving game. Plus, the Seahawks are expected to run the ball a bit more. They brought in a new offensive coordinator. The offense is going to change slightly, but that slight change is going to affect Chris Carson in a major way, and I think it's going to be a very positive effect. So as long as Chris Carson can stay healthy, I, I, I think that this is the greatest, one of the best values you can get in this year's draft. I mean, Melvin Gordon, Raheem Mostert, Kareem Hunt, they're fine. But Chris Carson is just way better. All right, and then to end out today's episode, we're going to throw in a quarterback. I'm talking Matt Ryan, the quarterback 14, with the ADP of 9-12, the final pick in the ninth round. If you don't like picking quarterbacks early, I think Matt Ryan is the perfect guy for you. Matt Ryan finished last year as the quarterback 12, but... What I really like is he was first in attempts, first in completion. He he throws the ball a lot. Also, he's on an Arthur, Arthur Smith offense now. I expect a little less production than last season, but I expect more efficiency this year. And Matt Ryan has the weapons. If they don't trade Julio Jones, they have a top 10 wide receiver. And then they have another one with Calvin Ridley. That's two top 10 wide receivers there. You have Russell Gage, who showed he can... He can be reliable uh, when he's needed. Then you have Kyle Pitts, who they drafted fourth overall, who is just going to, oh man, the the one-on-ones that he's going to have. He's going to find those these mismatched one-on-ones, and he is, oh, he's going to have a 
He's going to, dude, I just, I can't even put it into words how excited I am for Kyle Pitts this year. Uh, and Hayden Hurst is there as well. Old reliable. So Matt Ryan's on a great offense with a not so great defense. He's going to throw the ball a lot. They don't have a run game either. So he's just going to throw, throw, throw. Now, there's a lot of valued quarterbacks that's taken around 8, 9, 10. Uh, for example, I think Tom Brady can fall. He's around 7, 8. Um, you have, obviously, Matt Ryan's up there. Kirk Cousins has some value. Baker Mayfield. So what I recommend is if you're not going to take the top end, if you're not going to take the top five quarterbacks in the first four rounds, wait. Because you can get a player like Matt Ryan in the ninth round, almost 10th round, and you're going to get a steal. He's going to be, he's going to have these weeks where he can finish as a a top five quarterback. I promise you that. There's going to be multiple weeks where he finishes as a top, top five for that week. So really like Matt Ryan, really like those three players, Anderson, Carson, Matt Ryan, players I'm fading on, Odell Beckham, Lamar Jackson, Cam Akers, the summit up. Thank you once again for listening. Please leave a review, comment, do whatever on the platform that you are listening on. We really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next time.